0: Where do you turn to whenever you have need? Is it your relationships or maybe it's your career, the number in your bank account? What's your source of security? Let's talk about that. Hey friend, welcome to a new creation podcast where we're pointing women towards victory in Christ, one Jesus story at a time. My name is Jamise Lachelle. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's dive right in to today's episode. One of the most counterculture things you can do in this world today, in this society that we're living in today, is to confess your absolute dependency on Holy God, your absolute dependency on Christ Jesus. It's counterculture because this world is in direct opposition to the things of Christ, to the things of God. It's the reason why, I'll tell you like one thing that helped me when God was working on my heart, one thing that helped me to realize that Christ is King, that the Bible is true, that Jesus really is alive, is as I just sat back and did this sort of information gathering season. So God sat with me. The Holy Spirit took me through this process of just observation. And if you pay attention, you'll see that there's no other religious, um, name in the world that people use as a cuss word, but they'll do it to our Lord Jesus. You'll see these little patterns of, uh, someone was even telling me that the celebrity recently, um, Made, I'm not going to get into all that, but it's made a post or something about how, even in Hollywood, it's very obvious that there's an anti Christ agenda, an anti Christian agenda, um, an anti uh, read your Bible agenda. Why? Because the Word of God is truth. And as you read your Bible, you are encountering truth. As you read your Bible, you're encountering Christ Jesus through His Word. So, Like I said, one of the most counterculture things you can do is profess and confess and proclaim and shout and live from this place of absolute dependency on the Lord. And it's a beautiful thing and it's easy to do as we come to Christ and we know him. It's easy to live from that place when you know him because you know that he's good right? There's nothing like that beautiful presence of God. There's just nothing that can compare, no amount of accolades, no amount of wealth can compare to the presence of the Lord Jesus in your life. And that can seem like a foreign concept to those who are in unbelief or don't know him that way, or even to those who may be living and functioning within a local church. Like somebody is saying, I don't know what you're talking about. I go to church every Sunday, but is your church alive? Is your church alive? Is the Holy Spirit in that church flowing? You know, there's um, something that people refer to as kind of like the dead church or dead church where um, you walk in and like, where's where's the where's the presence of God, you know? Um, it may look like all tradition. It may look like all uh, just religious religiosity. Religiosity. <laughs> I can't even get that out. But um, I imagine I'm going to go too far into that that topic because that's not what I'm on here to uh, speak to you about today. But you probably know if, if you've encountered that, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, there's a difference in that, in actually walking and living and. And being in that presence of the Lord Jesus where you, you you know that he's with you, you know that he's there. How do we know? We know it by faith, of course. And it doesn't go by our feelings, but oh Lord, have mercy. When he gives us the the uh the true manifestation of his presence, when he allows us to experience him, oh. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it in the world. And this society for far too long, not even the society, there's just certain, um, oh, I want to be careful how I say this because I love the church. The church is Christ's bride and we better be, we want to show honor and respect to the bride of Christ. But there's certain individuals, there's certain people who will sometimes try to downplay experiences with the Lord or encounters with God's presence and like you really can't separate it. Can you imagine if Moses saw the burning bush and was like oh like I don't want to I'm not going to go this far because that's that's an encounter with God. What did Moses have when he saw the bush on fire? An encounter with Christ Jesus. He had an encounter with God. He had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. He had an encounter with Yahweh. You can't separate
1: the encounter. You cannot separate the encounter from the move of God. Now, I don't personally feel like we ought to be going searching out for encounters. You know, absolutely,
0: of course. The people who say that, you know, you shouldn't do that are usually trying to warn you against um, falling into like some kind of false uh, deception because the enemy can provide um, uh, feelings, sensations, experiences that are of the demonic. Bible says that he masquerades as the angel of the light. You know, pure deception. And that's actually why a lot of people are stuck in the new age until this day. Because they believe that they are encountering the light of the Holy Father when they're actually encountering demons who are masquerading as angels of light. Another topic for another day. But the encounter with the Lord himself, the encounter with his presence, oh, far be it from me to box God in and say that he doesn't get to move that way because what the way that I've interpreted his word or because I'm afraid. A lot of times people are just afraid and they don't want to admit it. They're afraid of how the Holy Spirit moves, you know what I mean? So, anyways, I want to. I'm getting like ahead of myself. Let's back up, let's pray, and then we'll dive into uh, this topic a little bit deeper. Gracious Father, we give you all honor, all praise, all glory. We thank you for your presence here today, God. I ask you in the name of Jesus to just guide this conversation, guide this discussion, to let your everlasting arms just wrap around the listener today, Lord. Open their ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, Lord. And just be with us, guide us, and in the beloved and blessed name of Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, so I opened up this episode with a question. What do you do when you need that sense of security? Who are you depending on? When the bottom seems to fall out, where do you turn? Is it your relationships and friendships? Who is the first person that you go to whenever you're feeling stressed, whenever you're feeling anxious, whenever you wonder the next decision to make? See, I believe that many people who are listening today are not uh, really turning into the Lord the way that we could be. Now, maybe that's not you, okay? Maybe that's not you in the season, or maybe you can relate to having been like that. Let me be the first person to raise my hand and say that that has definitely been me struggling with, what am I going to do with a big decision? How am I going to, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Feeling like you're backed into a corner. So what do you do? You whip out your phone and you call your mom. Or you like whip out your phone and you text your friends.
1: Or those of us who have begun walking in deception and maybe they don't even know it because
0: the deceived do not know that they're being deceived. And in those tight spots, that's when that lion whispering little voice says, oh, you can just go and do a reading. and." go get a spiritual reading, you know, that kind of stuff. And people end up falling into new age and witchcraft and, like, trying to manipulate and manifest and do this law of attraction stuff to make their decisions and to uh, bring forward a um, determined end doing readings and all this kind of stuff, opening up doors. You know, maybe that's the extreme, but that's part of this. And somebody needs to hear that today. <laughs> I wouldn't be talking about that if... uh, Because, you know... Anyways, the point is... Where do you turn? Regardless. Like, where are you turning to... In those situations? Because guess what? It doesn't matter... Where you fall on the spectrum of of maturity in in the Lord or maturity in Christ Jesus, I promise you that you are going to have an occasion in your life where you're going to have to face a big decision or it's going to feel stressful or your work or your career or your environment or like your motherhood journey is going to feel
1: like it's too much for you to bear. What do you do in those situations? That's a real question. What do you do? Society
0: will say, well, in such a situation, if I'm feeling like I can't bear it or I don't have the energy, I can't do it. Well, guess what? I can't pour from an empty cup. I just can't do it. So that means I got to focus on me completely. I got to do self-care to the max. And the reality is that is actually, y'all couldn't hold on to your seats when I say this because I know somebody's going to be like, girl, That's actually not necessarily the biblical response. Nowhere in the Bible does it tell us that we have to put ourselves first. In fact, what it says is that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So in those seasons where our flesh might tell us, I need to focus on more self-care, we really have to be careful because as Christians, is the Lord asking
1: us to trust Him To supply our needs according to his riches and blessings and glory, you know? The Christian walk is not going to look like it does in the world. It's
0: not going to be the same responses and the same answers in many ways. He called us to be set apart. And that means that as we handle life and as things come up, we handle it as his set apart people. It's not going to look the same. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. Of course, I'm telling you, take care of yourself. We have a responsibility to steward our bodies. We have a responsibility to steward our mental health. You know, we have a responsibility. You know what I mean? But we want to do that from a place of being rooted and grounded in love. And what is love? Who is love? His name is Jesus. God is
1: love. And as we live our life out from that place, we eventually grow to the point, this is the goal, you
0: grow to the point where as those tough and tight spots hit you, as those uh, seasons of life come where you're back into a corner you don't know what to do, you remember that the Lord is with you. You remember that every word that he said is truth. You remember that he said that he has given you a measure of faith and you remember that that you, in your own heart, you want that faith
1: to grow. You remember that you want to lean on the Lord Jesus. You remember. And in those times, just like the word of God, you may find yourself crying out, Lord, remember me.
0: I remember you, God. I remember what your word tells me and how you tell me to handle things. But oh God, remember me. Remember me. One of the most famous places, of course, that we hear that is uh, the thief on the cross. Lord, remember me when you come into the kingdom. The Lord is always inviting us to go deeper in intimacy with him. He wants a literal relationship with you. Yes, you, the beloved. You are his beloved. He wants a relationship with you. Many times we're in that tough spot where we... Just need to talk to somebody. We need help to make this important. Whatever the situation is. We'll turn to our friend. We'll turn to our parent. And if we don't have those kinds of relationships in our life, you end up turning to like what? Drugs, alcohol, sex, relationships. But all this is doing is placing above the Lord Jesus who said, that he would never leave you or forsake you, that he would supply all of your needs. You're placing all of these other things and these relationships above him. How many times have you gone to other people and other things and completely forgotten to pray and ask the Lord Jesus what he wanted for you, what he thought you should do? He has a solution and an answer for you. He ha- he's the one who was the author and finisher of your faith. He is the... Alpha and Omega, he knows exactly the course that your life is supposed
1: to take. How many times have we gone around the Lord and failed to even ask him, how do I solve this problem, God? Sometimes the solution to your problem will be wrapped up in
0: the relationships around you. He sets them lonely in families. He, all of these beautiful scriptures that describe human relationships, you know. Many times he will send the
1: word or the answer through a loved one, a friend, a godly influence. But what we want to be doing is just making sure that our ear is ever
0: hearkened listening for the word of the Lord coming directly from himself. And if You don't know how to hear what God is saying. Open your Bible, spend time there in the Word. That is the primary way in which the Lord has chosen to reveal Himself to us. And as we get familiar with the Word of God, we're getting familiar with God, we're getting familiar with His nature, with His character, and how He speaks to us. And you may find that the Holy Spirit drops a Bible verse into your spirit. you know, at a random time, and it just ends up being exactly the answer that you needed. It's up to God how he chooses to to speak with us. But you know, many times, yeah, he will speak through other people as well. And you'll know it's the Holy Spirit. This is just an exhortation to encourage you today to pause and consider where are you placing your Faith? Where do you turn to? Um, is, are you in the habit of going to every other direction, person, place than to the Lord Jesus Himself? Sometimes we don't go to God because we don't know how to receive a word from Him or we don't know how to um, hear Him. We pray, it doesn't feel like we're getting an answer. And my response to that is just put in the time. Because every word that He says is true. He says, draw near to me. He draws near to you. When you draw near to the Lord, the Lord is drawing near to you. Make a commitment. Make a commitment, make a commitment, make a commitment, make a commitment. Make a commitment to spending time with the Lord Jesus. Make a commitment to inviting Him in. Make a commitment to asking the Lord, And it may feel like you're just like talking to the air. It may not even feel like you're doing anything at first. But I promise you that as you develop the pattern, as you commit your ways into the Lord, you'll find that things begin to shift and open up. Because what he wants is you to live your
1: life abiding in him. Because as you abide in the Lord, you have what? Safety. You have relationship. you have peace, all of those things that you were seeking for and other methods, he will supply even greater than these
0: because that's just how good he is. He doesn't have to do it, but he is so good to his people.
1: He's so worthy. He's the best father you'll ever have, the best parent you'll ever know. He's the best friend you could ever have. And he's inviting you to the table today. He makes it so simple. You don't got to have your
0: life together before you come to Him. The Word of God says that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You can say something like this simple prayer. And if you're ready to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and your Savior, and what that means is that you're ready to just walk with Him. You're ready, you know that Jesus is alive. You're ready to stop running in in the wrong direction. And you're ready to run in that same direction with the Lord on your side, all around
1: you, ahead of you, behind you. If you want to give your life to him, if that's you? You can say this prayer, "Father, I recognize that the Lord
0: Jesus is the Son of God. I recognize my own sin ever before me, Lord Jesus. I am a sinner, and I need
1: grace I need." to be saved. I am ready to receive Jesus as my Lord today. I accept Jesus' Lordship over my life. That means that I accept that he is the way that I am done trying to live my life in my own accord, that I'm ready to let God live his life through me. I am ready to let God live his life through me. I'm ready to let God guide me. Come into
0: my life, Lord Jesus. Teach me, lead me, guide me. I ask you to send uh, mentors even to help me in this process. I may not even know what being a disciple is, but I need somebody to help walk
1: alongside me, send me godly friends, someone who can disciple me in godliness. And I thank you, Lord, for this. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you just said
0: that prayer, welcome to the family. God bless you as always. Thank you for listening. Um, And if this episode was helpful, beneficial, would you please do me a favor and leave a rating or review wherever it is that you're listening that will help other people to uh, find this podcast. And in the meantime, I just pray over you that you'll be blessed, that the Lord himself will make its face shine upon you and that you'll go deeper into the presence and intimacy in Christ Jesus
1: than you have ever gone before. May God keep you and bless you until we meet again.